love sushi, I love Japan. My social life has hit the fan. All I have is anime, so I guess there's just one thing to say. Guru Gamesh, my life's a mess. My figure collection is racking up debt. My wife has left, my house is gone. Time to get my butt to Sakura Con. Guru Gamesh. Welcome to the Gurugamesh Podcast, the only in one place for anime discussion on the internet. I'm the host of the most mostly today, Jay, and to my right is a very special guest for a very special episode, Victor. How you doing, man? Why, hello! I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. I really appreciate you turning back on my live support to bring me back for uh, this uh, long-awaited showdown. I was going to say, like, Uncle Greg's kind of just kept you in his basement, like, frozen, kind of like Disney. Yeah, yeah, he's... uh... He's using me as bargaining power. He's gonna he's gonna offer to trade a, a virile young man to uh, to the Empire of Japan, and in return they're gonna reboot Astro Boy, or at least that's what he hopes. I mean, you know, Uncle Greg is a man of many words. I mean, you know, most of them slurs. Yeah, most of them slurs, and they're, and they're not very operable. But speaking of things that we barely understand, anime fandom is usually about several things, but none more so than arguing about digital teenage girls that we would die for on multiple occasions. So today we present to you Best Girl Brawl. I'm glad we hired that crowd to like cheer us on. You can all go home now. Yeah, fuck off. So how Best Girl Brawl works is we take two or more beloved anime waifus, pit them against each other with fists, fury, and thoughts, and whoever argues the best or just yells the loudest, in our case, wins the day. Sounds good to me. I hope you're ready to lose for the uh, second time in a row, because if anyone's been keeping track, I obliterated Jay last time. Uh, it wasn't even hard. Didn't put any effort in. In fact, I chose like five girls that I actually hate. And uh, wasn't wasn't even trying, but no, he was he was running out the room like a little baby. Bold of you to assume I haven't wiped the last attempt at this off the internet for no one to ever view again. Boy, I wonder why you did that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> to anyone wondering what we may be discussing, and what you're currently hearing is the second iteration of the Gurugamesh podcast. Before me and Victor started this cute little show together using two USB microphones, like three hour episodes. It was terrible and I hated every second, but I also loved every second because I won. No, 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 don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. This is fake news and I don't care for it. If I wanted fake news, I'd go back on Twitter. We didn't even have microphones. We were talking into two sticks. Don't listen to a word this charlatan says. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? And who bought those sticks? All right. All right. Fair enough. I I didn't have the stick money. All right. Are you happy? I'm never happy. I'm an anime fan. But that's why we get obsessed (laughs) with women. Oh boy, are we ever? Well, at least what Japan, you know, equates what it thinks girls are like, because I'm convinced most people who make these shows have never seen the opposite sex before. But the way Best Girl Brawl works is we try our best to debate between us who we think deserves to be crowned the best girl between two or more sometimes beloved waifu characters. Mm -hmm. We're going to start us off with some generally well-known girls that are beloved in the anime fandom and then move past those boring basic bitches and go into actual good girls, which we mutually love. Sounds great, Jay. Of course it does. I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I script every episode of this show. Look, if you you keep up with that talk, they're going to find out that I'm not real. 
I'm just a robot that you feed the script in through a little a little slot. And, oh, uh, well, well, when we first started the show back when it was Guru Gamesh, uh, 2003. This is Guru Gamesh Brotherhood. We we didn't follow the manga. There was a lot of weird magical Nazis. We just had to cancel it. Or this this is true to the source material. I was just doing a voice. It was just me talking to myself with me doing an elaborate ventriloquist impression. You were just like a paper bag with like a face on it. Sounds good. That's that's going on the Guru Gamesh wiki. Let me tell you. <laughs> Look, when we reach 69 patron followers, we'll not only set up the wiki, we will buy a small Venezuelan island where we'll force actual, like, Japanese women dressed as anime girls to fight for our pleasure. We'll also hire a a small child each from that island who will follow us about, record our day-to-day activities, and give us each the longest wiki pages in the history of man. Sounds like a plan. Fantastic. Anyway, so we're just going to start with one of the most... I'd say contentious, but it's probably boring matchups we can think of, mostly because we're quite boring. So, the first rounds. One is the premium girl of one of the highest-selling, most critically acclaimed anime ever made. The other one is the second premium girl of the highest-selling, one of the most critically acclaimed anime ever made. Boy, whoever could you be talking about? Oh boy, I wonder if it's an argument that's been getting stale for 35 years at this point. No. It's, uh, beloved Antabaka Caster and, uh, part German, part existential nightmare, Asuka Langley Soyu, and, uh, (laughs) we haven't even decided who's fighting for who yet. Mmm, that's gonna be interesting. (laughs) And, uh, the premium girl herself, Rei Ayanami, and her infinite quiet wisdom. So, I say that because we probably have mutually meh feelings about both of these girls, we're just gonna play a classic Japanese game of, uh, Janken. Oh yeah, okay, sounds good, sounds good. So for for any sort of, like, uh, uh, true Japanimation enthusiasts who only watch the most premium of 1970s English dubs, that's rock, paper, scissors. If you played Alex Kid, it's like the thing you do in that. No one's played Alex Kid, Victor. I can dream! I can dream, alright? It was a classic! It was a classic! It was my childhood, that game! Look, Grunkle Greg's the character who's supposed to play and watch the things that no one else has. Like, you're stealing a spotlight, man. Look, who, who do you think kept me locked up until my taste perfectly replicated his? It was a sordid childhood, but he did feed me discarded Pocky. Honestly, that's fair enough. He probably also just chopped up VHS tapes and just, like, slowly, like, mixed them in your spaghetti. Anyway, okay, so... Alright, let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, so you won. Mm. Which one do you want to defend? Alright, well... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hard route and I'm gonna don my fedora, okay. clip it a slight bit, okay, okay. and say I'm gonna play devil's advocate okay, for wonderful. one Ray Ayanami. Mm. Interesting. In that case, I will take uh, Miss Oscar Langley. Saw you, and we will see who has the greating greatest master debatery skills right here, which is appropriate. If if, if any series deserves to be discussed about master debatery techniques, it's uh, it's Evangelion. Well said. <laughs> All right, since you won rock paper scissors, I'm gonna let you go first. What what do you think Ray's better than Oscar? All right. Well, I mean, first of all. This is an easy one. Okay. Because Ray is objectively more popular than Asuka. Shit. She's the number one. I mean, I'm sure if you were to look up some polls, she's the number one most popular anime girl of all time. And here's the really impressive thing about that. That would be good if she was written to be an enjoyable character. But she's not (laughs) written to be an enjoyable character. She's written to be a creepy weirdo doll girl. But she defied all odds. She defied the will of her creator, and she became 
a character beloved by millions, dare I say billions, of disgusting, creepy, perverted otaku losers the world over. And that is what makes her so impressive. You know, it takes... A, any character can be likable if they're written to be likable. Okay. But this, this girl, this wonderful blue-haired babe, she defied her author's will, and she became popular despite being written to be horrible. Fuck, you've got this. All right, I have to think, think outside of the bag for this one. Okay, th- those are all good points, but I'm, g- I'm, g- I'm gonna play... You play, you're playing Devil's Advocate. Yeah. I'm playing Fallen Angel's Advocate. Ooh. So what I'm going to say is the reason Oscar's better is the sure, raised the most popular anime girl in Japan, but when Ava came along to the glory that is Western-speaking anime fandom, Oscar was the more popular one yeah. because all of these Japanese men just want, like, just this little sort of submissive, quiet doll that, like, they can fall on accidentally and they can do their cooking for them. A, r- a real sort of like man of passion a man of like patience and respect and integrity go, goes for oscar because it's a challenge it's, it's it's the ultimate playing hard to get and truly that is the american way going after sort of like the hot-headed firebrand so if anything this is america taking anime back as it should have and that's why oscar's the best because she's also partly american which makes her automatically better to that western fan base but arno like a uh, friend of the podcast hideaki arno himself was like oh yeah the americans like oscar and masato and i like them for that because what why why do they keep buying the the the, the figures of the, of the broken armed naked girl this is what i warned you against look i like the money but just I'm just gonna go cry in a cave now See, I see what you're saying there. Okay. And I get you. I respect All your right. hot blood in American spirit. Okay. And I do understand. Yeah. The- She's also part Japanese and German, so my metaphor really falls the fuck apart <laughs> after a while. But- it's alright. It's part it's it's part right. It's part right. Okay. But let me let me uh let me riddle you this. All right, all right. What character uh-huh. is both a kawaii schoolgirl okay. and a hot MILF at the same time? It's not Asuka. It's Ray. She is a schoolgirl playing the interdimensional shenanigans. No, I'm, 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 you're playing, playing, t- you're playing timelines, right? Yeah, now. she's she's a clone of a milf who is also a kawaii schoolgirl. She has double appeal yeah, at also, once. Also, like I, I I have an answer for you. Oh, Asahina yeah. from Haruhi. Ah, fuck. <laughs> well, I love her too. <laughs> See, this is this just means this just means that Asahina is uh, is proof proof that the idea was so great that they had to do it again. That's all I can you, say. You might want to try and explain your logic for like listeners who may not. Right, I know it might seem asinine, but may not be aware of it. I understand. Yeah. So, for any any listeners out there who uh, haven't what hasn't watched this uh, like twenty five year old anime at this point, um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, Ray is a clone of Shinji's mother, and uh, Evangelion's a weird show. All right, I don't need to get into it. That's that's all you need to know. Oh, hello, it is me, Sigmund Freud. I hear you're talking about my favorite Asian cartoon. <laughs> Can I please offer you my a thousand page text on how every boy wants to gouge the eyes out from his father and breed with his uncle? Oh, absolutely, Freud. I think I was I was a source on that text, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Freud's a Freud's a friend of Grunkle Greg. Right. <laughs> okay, so your you, your argument is sort of like the the both sort of like the the older veneer of. But here's the thing: does Ray encapsulate that, or does she come from a source of that? Because she doesn't actually have a lot of traits of of UEI and army. That's true. In her, like asshole. Yeah, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, actually, she's big. Like, if you like tall women, the end of Ava will do you very oh, well. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, another another thing about uh, that that just puts Ray above Oscar okay. is that uh, Oscar doesn't even end the world. Okay. Like, come on, step it up. Okay, that's just not good enough. Are you that, even that's, trying? That's fair enough. Um, she has a cool eye patch. Nah, but you see, that's uh, <laughs> which which Oscar are you arguing for here? Are you asking uh, arguing for Shinigami, or are you you arguing for Soryu? No one's arguing for Shinigami. Well, I think you need to redact that. I know she has like then. she has like a, a, a for the look, man. I'm fighting for the visual novels here. Oh, okay, I see, I see. <laughs> right, I can I can respect that actually. That might I might have to give this to you in that case if you're you're going beyond the the source material. You're yeah. going you're going big. I'm also cheating because there are like. 27 different endings per game that I've not played. I've just looked up YouTube clips of. So this is great because we're both quite bitterly dispassioned from both of these girls and we're just using meme arguments. Yeah. So I think we're pretty equal in regards to... Okay, unless you can think like... I'm trying to think of like... Okay, this is going on for a bit long. One last Trump argument mm. and then we'll decide who did it better. So you go first and then I'll sort of... Ooh, okay. Um... You have to give me a second to think of a right, Trump argument enough. first. Because here's the thing, if I was arguing, Ray, I could use Manga Ray as an example. Uh, but yeah, I cannot because I'm a filthy anime-only pleb. Exactly. The manga's better because you see Shinji's penis. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just a penis. Okay, um, good, good. I've got, I've got, okay. So, both of these girls, right? Okay. They're not what you would describe as of age. They're, they're both 14 years old. And I mean, in Ray's case, she's technically even younger than that. because Broken as, naked 14-year-olds being forced to pilot giant biomechanical mother mechas. Ah, I love anime. Mm. <laughs> but yes, so my point is, you know, neither of them are of age, which means that if Japan you, doesn't care, if but you, go on. If you want to date either of these girls, you're a yeah. sick, disgusting freak who needs to be locked away. So you're a perfect listener for this show. Thank you very much. And we <laughs> appreciate your uh, continued listenership. Thank you very much. And we look forward to your $1,000 per month pe- uh, pledge to our Patreon. Exactly. That doesn't exist yet, but you know we're working on it. Mm. We got we got our finest monkey programmers on it. Yep. So my point is, my point is, they're both fourteen years old. Okay. Or in Ray's case, she might just be like Seven. one or two. Yeah, something like that. The point is, though, there are many Rays. Okay. And if you get them to stand on each other's shoulders, oh. then you can you can look oh, at that big no. pile of Rays, and you can. You do this. Oh, the, so you're, what you're saying is technically you're you're sort of doing the supply and demand argument because technically there is an infinite supply of that personality uh, type. See, that wasn't what I was going for. But I that might just be better for you. This yeah. is the biggest own goal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do I come back from this? <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 it's gonna have to be good okay. if, if you're gonna defeat yourself. All right. I think this is the ultimate mind game. I'm so good at beating myself. All right. I think this would help if I genuinely cared about these characters, which a part of me does, but I'm so far removed from my teenage like self. Uh, you, need to, you need to summon him. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm now a lot sadder and I don't know what intercourse is, but <laughs> uh, Oscar is a better girl because 
she oh, do I actually have to get genuine and sappy about Evangelion? This goes against yeah, everything go I love about do anime. It, do it. I want John. All right, all right. Here we go. Oh, I swore to my priest I'd never do this. All right. So Oscar represents the most relatable journey in Evangelion in specializing in something you love and live for for the sake of validating your own existence, but being sort of shown up by people who don't care about it and are just doing it as a job. It's basically like Oscar's journey is the parallel of an artist who has given everything they have towards this one painful cause that gives them meaning in life. And Shinji's that one Cal Arts dickhead who comes along, like draws the same thing like 20 times in the same style and gets a show on Cartoon Network. Oscar's still drawing a shitty little webcomic and is waiting for validation. Why did I use this metaphor? Oh God. It works. It works. It works. But I, I started deep and I've yeah, now just say, got- this started heartfelt and then it got very, very, very cynical uh, yeah. very quickly. <laughs> Look, what I'm saying is that Ray is relatable if you're an emotionally distant robot. Oscar's relatable if you've ever been beaten down by any aspect in your life before. And having a partner like that show, if anything, I'm arguing that you're a better man for pursuing that and trying to help this person heal than Ray, who can kind of just shut off all emotions, Vulcan's, you know, style, and just kind of be your perfect little, you know, maid without a uniform, if you will. You have won this so badly. God, I don't know, I, man. I, th- I think, honestly, I by, by, this metaphor. By, by virtue of at least trying to be serious, <laughs> I think I might have to give you that. And also I'll have to give you it because, like I said, I was playing out devil's advocate for a choice that I do not, I do not uh, support at all, and I prefer Asuka. So uh, you would have to argue pretty badly for, to turn me around to liking a girl who I've always disliked. And don't yeah. worry, you didn't quite argue that badly. You were close. Real close. Democ- Democracy is a sham, and this podcast is proof of it. <laughs> All right, so point, uh, so point one to me. Mm. Oscar wins. Antabaka, why are you stupid? Second match is is less about individual girls, and it's more like yes. ideologies. Yes, Victor, are you of the Church of Haruhi or the organization right. of Madoka? Which, which, which sort of. Uh, which be- benevolent goddess of Japanimation do, do you worship more? Mm. Which, is, which is the anime uh, Church of England? Which one is anime Catholicism? <laughs> that's, that's the big question here. So let's, because we, we like both these girls. Let's rock, paper, scissors right, again. So All right, so. gets to choose. All right, All right, so. Rock, paper, scissors. I'm sure we did one, two, three, shoot last time. Yes. Okay, so. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. There we go, I win. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose our uh short-haired sassy Cindere Haruki herself. Because that's actually that's the harder argument, but I've got a bit of a trump card when it comes to why Haruhi is the better goddess to attempt to not only worship but pursue a relationship, mm. and, and it's not just the fact that she's all okay. Yeah, no, that that is actually a good point as well, though. But no, okay, right. You you gave me the uh, the first argument last right. time, so I'll let you go ahead with this right. one. Okay, so essentially, the premise of Haruhi Suzumir is the fact that this bratty teenage girl, essentially though unknowing to her, can remodel the universe if she chooses, because she's an omnipotent demigod in essence. And she has to sort of be kept pleased and entertained by the people around her. She's spoiled. She's stuck up. So why am I, why am I preaching this religion to you? Because 
if religion is about anything else, it's about jumping through the biggest pedantic hoops possible to please something that is interpreted incorrectly by multiple different people. People obsess over it. People make weird sort of rules and commitments. If anything, Haruhi embodies the true essence of religion, which is just a bunch of pedantic nonsense to maybe get what you want in the afterlife. Mm. <laughs> You've actually made me think more about Haruhi than I thought ever possible. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> If anything, like putting up with Haruhi is kind of like uh, a Buddhist's journey mm. to, like, you know, uh, enlightenment, to self better. Yeah. If I can put up with this bratty, like, uh, spoiled child who goes around, like, dressing people up in maid costumes and making shitty student films, mm. then perhaps truly I can obtain enlightenment. Yeah. And if I could possibly woo her, get that sacred Cindere blush, then I can achieve a new level of transhumanism that is not thought possible in the realms of anime. I think I think I do I do agree with you there. I think that uh you know they say in in when talking about real life religion, which is far more boring and yeah, yeah blah, blah, not, not as nuanced as anime Why religion. Would you even? No, those uh, those nasty atheists, they like to make the argument that uh if God is real, why why does why does bad why do bad things happen in the bad. world? Why why do bad. people die needlessly? Why is why is there suffering? Why are there incurable illnesses? Right. Uh, and you know, imagining that wasn't the case, ah. if uh, you know, that's a that's a hard question to answer if you're in the uh, if you're in the religious believer camp, I think. Okay. But it's a very easy question to answer <laughs> if you uh, are a member of the Church of Haruhism, which the answer is that uh, God does exist, but she's a brassy teenage girl who doesn't have anyone's <laughs> best interest but herself in mind, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's really that's really the point I'm getting at here. Yeah. A world governed by yeah. Haruhi. Is uh, basically a world of suffering. Okay, she, that's fair enough. I mean, for a start, she's you know she's not got the best temperament. She's uh, yep. she's selfish. She's bratty. She's uh, immature, <laughs> and um, that that would be bad enough if you know she was able to sort of you know restrain these feelings and ah, not uh, ah, not allow ah, them to influence ah. how she controls the world. But she she doesn't even know she's a god. So okay, any you know. There's no, there's no sort of conscious decision making on her part. If she, if she thinks something should happen, Madoka, on the other hand, it takes her a while to get there. Okay, but when she's a goddess, okay. she knows she's a goddess, and so she can make, you know, she can make informed decisions based on uh, how she thinks they're going to, you know, mm. better, better human civilization. And you know, she, you, you see her do that at the end of the series when she yes. saves all magical girls. <laughs> yes, you know, she, she died for our sins. Who's, who's Haruhi died for? Yep. No one. No one, but uh, yep. but Madoka. Mm, eh. um, if anything, Haruhi, Haruhi's like death and like thirty days in the desert was was basically um ten years of non serialization. So if anything, like that's that that's Haruhi did your hiatus for yes. our sins. You're absolutely right. But no, all all I think is that uh you know a a world governed by Haruhi might look closer to the world that we live in currently, but a right. world governed by Madoka would be a world much closer to a perfect world. All right. Uh, that, okay, so I have one rebuttal to that, mm. and that is that, um, well, one, she just saves the magical girls. Boys. What about the magical <laughs> boys? Ha! Oh, boy. Here we go with the magical boys. You don't know how many times I have to put up with him talking about the magical boys. Where are they, Where are they Jane? I want to see the boys in the cute skirt. Forget it. Look, don't misrepresent me. Like, my loyalty is to the tomboys and no one else. But on my actual legitimate point that isn't just getting ha-ha laughs for my goofy podcast... 
you like Haruhi doesn't know she's a god, yeah. but that makes her, if anything, more humbling, more more among us, if you will. Mm. Madoka will eventually transcend all space and time to a point at which you cannot interact with her and you can never be close to her. Also, you've got to hang out with Kyube a bunch, and I'm not sure I could stomach that. Mm. Like, you know, you could kick him a bunch, but she'd be like, don't ki- kick my cute little cat monster. He hasn't done anything wrong, but you'd know the opposite. You just want to shoot him in the face of a big gun, but you couldn't do that because he'd make her cry. So eventually, so like Haruhi doesn't know she's a god, but in pursu- in, in sort of like pursuing the romantic yeah. side of this, you could also get clo- like make her see the good in humanity. Madoka already knows the good in humanity and sort of like is is far beyond us. Sort of like looks down upon us as like a mother doting on a child who has, has, has done a neat little macaroni picture of an owl. Doesn't quite look like an owl. It's just a bunch of macaroni pictures. But she knows mm. we're trying, mm. and so that's my final point, saying that Madoka would be a better ruler, but eventually our concept of love and attachment, she would grow beyond and just go into the eternal time stream okay. forever. Yeah, that's true. Also, fuck you, <laughs> that's, well, that, Yeah, that's one thing we can that's both... That's my biggest that, yeah, argument. Yeah, all, all I can say to that, in terms in, in terms of, uh, you know, you, you, you may well be right, you know, Madoka may at some point tra- transcend beyond caring about, re- re- uh, you know, yeah. humanity. But, you know, in the here and now, okay. let's let's think about how attainable they are. So in their respective shows, yeah. both of these girls have, uh, you know, I think fairly, fairly well-defined uh, romantic interests. Yes. Uh, you know, Harry yes. has Kion and Madoka has Homura. And so, you know, realistically speaking, to get with these girls, you're going to have to fight off their, uh, you know, their, their canon romantic partners. And... Uh, Let's just think about uh, which oh, one of these is going to be easier oh, to fight oh, off. Some oh, right. some shitty oh. up his own ass schoolboy or an actual, well, an, another another god, and you know, a magical girl at weakest, but the 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 Lucifer to Homer's uh, the, the 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 Lucifer to Madoka's uh, to Madoka's god on the other hand. Okay. Homer would fucking crush you. John would probably run away and wouldn't really care all that much because he basically hates her. Uh, he basically hates Haruhi anyway. You've just won my argument for me. I'm arguing yeah, but, for Haruhi. No, but I'm. I'm. So, I'm so she's easier to obtain. Mm, Boom. But mm. Ex- exactly. You, you you don't have to go through an effort if you're going to pursue the Madokaisms. You've got to like train in. You, you've got to have like a, a mini Tardis in your backpack filled with like Spaz twelves and like mini rocket launchers. Kion, you just got to deck him, and he, he's not even going to care. Shit, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I get what yeah. you were going for. No, you're but- right. You've completely turned this against me and I made it all too easy. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, good try. <laughs> good try. I, I get the yeah, direction but- you were going, yeah. but ultimately, okay, so Haruhi wins. Yeah, I think so. Two nil to me. As she should, honestly. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Two nil to me so far. So. I am the king. Okay, number two. You have to turn around, look back at us, and say, I love you. Now we've moved past the regular girls. We're now moving into girls we actually care about and will be a lot more earnest as opposed to just memeing our way through like a bunch of idiots. Mm. All right, so first on the docket, we have four wives each. Yeah, four good, four bad. Yeah. Not naming any names. Indeed, yep, certainly. Oh, hello, Yoda. Yoda, why why, why has Jay tied you up and put you under his bed? All right, this is annoying me now. I'm just gonna keep it back under. Can you can you make him shut up? 
Yeah, look, look, man. Like you know, when 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 you buy stock in DreamWorks, they send people after you. I had to, I had to have some sort of insurance policy, if you will. All right. So these girls, Yoda reply. Oh yeah. So the normie go around. That was pretty practice. Yeah. Now we're playing for keep. All right. All right. Whoever, whoever wins the more points in this round of the wives who actually care about will win the first episode, the, ignor- the inaugural episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of Best Girl Brawl. So, first up, in the red corner, we have my very own beloved space pirate cat girl with biceps the size of watermelons, Outlaw Star's own Aisha Clan Clan of the Katara Katara Empire. And in the blue corner, we have... I don't know who we have. There we go. There's a re- there's a re- I've paired them to be slightly thematic. Right, yeah. All right. We have <laughs> we have we have the uh the Oni princess, the most beautiful woman in all the galaxy. It's Lum Invader from Urusei Yatsura or those obnoxious aliens if you're some kind of BBC watcher. <laughs> that's the only that's the only, you joke, but that's the only way I've consumed Urusei Yatsura. Like filthy BBC oh, watcher. Bastards. <laughs> all right, so you want to go first with this one? Yeah, I think I think I will. I took the last one, so. Okay. So so Lum, for for those who don't know, um she's uh like I said, she's a a princess from across the stars. But uh, luckily, she's not one of those gross-looking aliens. She's basically an alien who looks just like a human and also happens to look just like a, a very hot girl human. She's, uh, she's renowned as being the most beautiful woman in the galaxy. Men can't help but look at her and fall in love. And she's also got sick-ass psychic lightning powers that she can activate at any time. So the way, the way that Urusei Yatsura goes is that she comes down to Earth to settle some shit between uh, her people and Earth. And in doing so, she falls in love with uh, this this schmuck, this loser called uh, Ataru Mabarashi. And she mistakenly thinks that he's proposed to her. She acts as if she's his fiance, even though he strongly disagrees with that, and basically moves in with him and makes his life a living hell for the rest of his years. Um, you're, so you're supposed to be like supporting this argument on why yeah. she's good. Okay. But you see, you see, the thing about the thing about Lum is that. Ataru's life is only made a living hell by her presence because he's a piece of shit. He is, uh... <laughs> this is supposed to be pro-lum, not like anti-Ataru. Uh, you, you can't have one without that. <laughs> I, I love Ataru, but he's, uh... He's a lech. He's an adulterer. He's a cad. He's, uh, basically in love with, uh, with all girls. He, uh, is constantly trying to get his dick wet. And, I mean... That's fair enough when you're 15, 16, but he's like 17 years old, so you've got to move past that at this point. Oh yeah, that's when you become a man. Yeah, and so basically, Lum forces him to, to settle down somewhat. The way, the way that their dynamic works, basically, is that she's the, she's the doting, the doting fiancé to him, and uh, he's constantly trying to, trying to get with other girls. And the way, the way, it, the way it usually goes is that... Uh, He'll he'll cheat on her, or at least attempt to do so. Mm-hmm. She'll notice. She'll get pissed. She'll electrocute him. Okay, and uh, basically set him in line. But at the same time, so it's electroconvulsive couples therapy, then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. So the way, but the way it works. Actually, let me let me think about this. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, she's also a doting, loving housewife. Okay. She cooks all of Ataru's meals. It doesn't matter that they're you know insanely spicy and basically kill him if he tries to eat them. But um, the point is that she loves and cares for him, and she only wants him to be a better person. And if the only way she knows how to improve him is to, you know, electrocute him whenever he steps out of line, so be it. <laughs> she's... Uh, I mean, so the, cru- the crux of my argument mm-hmm. is that she's, um, you know, 
She's one of those one of those people who I'll un- fix her up, or if you will. Yeah, she unconditionally loves you, but she holds you to account and okay. makes you a better person. All right, fair enough. And much like my beloved muscle cat girl wife, I'm about to crush this argument between my thighs. Oh yeah. All right. So you keep saying that like Lum is is, is doting, but she she holds you to account. She's constantly trying to domesticate you, my girl Aisha. Mm-hmm. On the wild side, she's basically like a tomboy officer running from her responsibilities. She's a, a, fr- a, fr- a free freeloading gal, free feeling. She's canonically a gamer. She plays like Ooh. on a Game Boy like thing in an immortalized GIF and Outlaw Star. Mm. She's a bounty hunter. She loves eating meat. She's a proper bro. She just chills with the gang. She's got your back because. She can turn into like a big muscled actual cat mm. as opposed to most cat girls. She has like the proper big cat ears as opposed to just like the cute little moe ones. She's uh, dark skinned, which is a bonus for Japanimation girls. <laughs> She'll defend you against space pirates. She's canonically lustful. She's not a prude. They go to a hot springs planet. She can take such intense heat that she has to bathe in lava. You can't you can't get more saucy than that. That's true. And she's canonically interested in the main character from multiple times. She's DTFF, down to fight and fuck. See, those are all, honestly, very, very compelling arguments. The thing, the thing is, basically everything you've said applies to Lum as much, if not more so. Mm. All right. Protects Ataru from all threats, other girls, but also, you know, aliens that come after him for various reasons. She sends them all, she sends them all flying away. Um, you know, she... Not only is she down to fuck, she's down to bear children. Many, okay. many children. In fact, one of the earliest things that happens in the manga is that she attempts to sleep with Ataru so he, she can bear his heirs as quickly she as possible. She attempts to sleep with an underage boy. All right, taken away, fellas. Yes, yeah, so, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but no, all, and, and you know, in, in terms of you saying, you know, she, she's so, so resistant to heat that she needs to bathe in lava. Lum is so resistant to heat that... She can only subsist off of the spiciest substances in all of the galaxy, as I was mentioning before. Right. Any other man attempts to to eat those uh, those meals she cooks, they would die. But her taste buds, they're uh, they're ironclad, okay. and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. So last bits rebuttals, and we'll decide who's arguing. All right. Better. All right. So yeah, give me a second for this. I'd argue that Lum's method of loving, whilst doting, is a little too traditional. Aisha is a more modern woman. She's more swingy. She's more open. Hmm. She, you're going to have like a more interesting relationship because she's not, she already trusts you. She's got your back. She's not expecting you to be a better person, but you want to be a better person for her because she's your beloved cat girl crewmate who will mount, who will man your guns just as much as she'll uh, hang with your little bro. She'll play video games. She'll, she'll arm wrestle you. And then, you know, just, uh, Give you a quick peck on the cheek. Aisha is truly the premier space cat girl, and that is why she should win this round of best girl brawl. All right. I think, you know, again, compelling arguments all around, but at the same time, what I feel like you've just described to me uh, is a bro who you can sometimes fuck. Welcome to the, the glory of tomboys. Mm. You've known me for four years. How do you not know this is the entire crux of what I want in my life? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. All I'm saying is um, a, bro, a bro you sometimes fuck, but also, alternatively, okay. a wife. That's what Lum is. Lum, Lum is for life. <laughs> You can start a family with Lum. A Lum's not just for Christmas. No, exactly. for life. Exactly. <laughs> when you find that Lum wrapped up beneath your tree, you best know, you best know that uh, 
This is this is a long term engagement. Yeah, but Aisha doesn't come with that dumb little sprite. Who, like, That's true. Around. Yeah, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. like the Lum comes with like isn't explain who that like little like elf goblin baby is. She's just like his cousin. She's really fucking. Or, or he he's he's uh he's Lum's cousin. He's so what annoying. you're saying is you now have to deal with the in laws of Lum. That's yeah, on, that's on, true. On, on are you t- are you telling me that this girl? Are you telling me that she doesn't have annoying in laws? Everyone has annoying. She, in-laws. She's a renegade from her empire. She's just chilling with her outlaw crew. She's 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 a Ronin. So so she has an entire empire after her. She's pissed off an entire empire. Well, the pissed off ne- neglected duties. You know, one or the other. It sounds it sounds to me like uh, you're you're sticking your dick in in wanted pussy there, and uh, that's going to make you nice a wanted pop. man. <laughs> See, Lum, like I said, she's beloved, and she's she's literally the princess of the galaxy. You marry her, and you become the ruler of everything. Well, maybe you marry this girl, and you become a wanted man by association. Ex- exactly. Who you marrying into? The aristocracy. You're marrying into the royals. You're just yeah. per- you're you're just perpetuating the continued class oppression. Yo, I'm fine with that if I'm the oppressor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, gun to my head. I see you win this by a narrow margin. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, I'm right. I'm good with that. There we go. All right, good stuff. Round one goes to Victor. Excellent. Round two mm. in the red corner. Was that me? No, no, no. Red oh. corner. Red corner's me. I see. So in the red corner, we have Noah Izumi from Mamoru Oshii's Pat Labor. Cute pixie cut tomboy piloting a big police robot. She's uh, spunky. She cares about, like, mechanics. She's uh, fiery, passionate, doing her best for the law. She's my wife. And in the blue corner, we have... We have, from uh, the greatest etchy series of all time, To Love Rue, one Momo Velia Deviluke. And please forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I've only read the manga. Please don't come after me to love Rue anime fans. We're English anime fans, and we don't mispronounce, like, five things in an episode. We're not doing our jobs correctly. Excellent point. All right, so I went first last time. Or did, mm. no, did you? Uh, no, yeah, I think I did go first okay, last so time. So, yeah, I'm you go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so no resume is everything I want. She is. She has, she has She has a doting dad that just wants her to, to, to get married, but she's too busy with her big mech Alphonse that she's just so desperate to try her best and be a good police officer. And in this world, usually they're too busy shooting other robots to care about minorities. So you know what? They're all right in this universe. (laughs) Uh, She's adorable. She has a big goofy grin. She keeps fit. She and she's a bit of a loose cannon, but damn it, she gets results. Mm. Only this time it's when a big fucking police robot I think that's it for my initial arguments. Like, Noah is very just simple, but quite frankly, you don't need complex sometimes. Hmm. She's just just like a good solid gal. Like, after a dob, she'll meet you for a big beer and nice snuggles. Okay. She, you may have to, like, wash the grease out of her hair, but you know what? Substances be flying. It's what a relationship's all about. Absolutely. No, I mean, all, all I can say to that is, is one question. Mm. Are, you, are you really in love with her? Or are you in love with her robot? <sighs> that is that. That's a very so. Alphonse is a good robot. He's a he's a he's a bit smaller. He, he's only about half the size of a Gundam. Mm. He's uh he's got he's got he's got a big taser and he's got a big revolver. But if anything, it, it's the charm that she brings to piloting. I see. The fact that she has such a bond, if she can form a bond with a machine, imagine what she can do with human beings. 
She is so open and lovely and just passionate that she is capable of being best wife. Mm. But she also has a big fucking robot that can get me to work in like two seconds. So you know what? I'm gonna take that. Okay. That's yeah. You have to violate a few protocols. Mm. Giggity. <laughs> I mean that's all that's all well and good. And I know you did you did kind of counter this preemptively. But all all I can say, all I can say is that uh, also she's an adult, which means yeah. I automatically win. Which that's, is- yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've, I really sort of dug myself into a hole with the initial argument about uh, about Ray half an hour ago. <laughs> all of my girls, I've, well, actually no, I don't I don't know about one of them, but at least at least three or four of them are underage. But that's that's fine. That's fine. God, I love this medium. I've committed my life to. Ah, uh, me too, bro. Me too. But yeah, so I mean, all I can say, you did you did preemptively say that she's uh, you know she lives lives in a fictional world where yeah. you know. Cops, cops are the bestest, but um, <laughs> well, just this particular unit. Like they've still got to do. Like it's Mamoru Oshi. If you don't get some man of a cigarette saying, "Society, it's not very good, mate." It's not a Mamoru Oshi picture. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Well, actually, one one thing to bring up is that maybe maybe her and Lum would have been a better pair up, considering they've both been in Mamoru Oshi things. Fuck. <laughs> well, I, I I had to like you know space aliens who fuck. Yeah, that's that, the best thing I have. That's fair. And everyone else has a correlation except these two. Yeah, I just like someone had to be left out. All right, give me your arguments for okay, big titty right. Sakura. Girl. Okay, so again, to uh, to explain why Momo is so great. All right, I have to uh, I have to give a little bit of background to uh, uh-huh. to, to Love Ru. So to Love Ru, it's an etchy series. It's an etchy harem series. You've already lost points. Can please continue? Ah, but you see, you see, this breaks all the rules. All right, it's uh, it's uh, it's an etchy series. You know, that's that's fairly by the books for the first sort of 15, 16 volumes. Uh-huh. It's just about you know this this dopey guy called Rito uh-huh. who has like a bunch of girls fighting over him. Uh, there's there's the main two. Um, we don't care about them. And you know, Good the, to know. The, the crux of the series is just oh, which one's he gonna go for? Who knows? And then, so it's just horny Nisekoi. Yeah, exa- well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, that's exactly what it is. But this was the OG, so Nisekoi is actually just uh, you know chased uh, to love room. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So the point, the point is, it's it's pretty by the books until Momo shows up. So Momo's deal is that you know, as well as uh, she's 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 really cute and hot, blah 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 blah. The point is, she obviously is in love with the main character, as every character in the harem is. But she recognizes that she's one of like fifteen girls at this point. She has no chance of winning him so over. So she takes them all out. Well, oh, almost, almost. You're on the right track. What she does is that she decides that if she can't be Rito's one choice, what she's going to do is that she's going to push him towards. A harem ending. So, for those who aren't aware, a harem ending is exactly what it sounds like. It's where the main character decides that he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be chained down by one girl at the end yeah, of the series. Okay. He's gonna, he's gonna get them all. And uh, so, Momo's, Momo's entire mo is basically that uh, she's gonna, you know, subliminally at first, but then more explicitly, plant ideas in Rito's head that maybe he can. Uh, he can he can have everything he wants. So psychological manipulation, very good. Please. Continue. Well, yeah, but psych- psychological manipulation to make <laughs> to make him live his best life. Okay. The life where he's not just got one QGF, he's okay. got like twenty. Okay. So basically, so, she's uh, an enabler of the greatest polyamorous relationship in all of the galaxy, okay. and that's why she's great. That's fair. That's fair enough. I counter that by saying that if you're if, if you're him in this in the in this scenario, yeah. 
do you have to take the 20 other girls with you? Because you've already said that you don't care about the first two. How many good girls are actually in this series? Because with Noah, you've just got one pretty good, good girl who you get a ride with her and her big robot and you're going to drink big beers and like go jogging, go to go to the spa. With this woman, you're like signing a 20 fucking page contract with other women. So is she always going to push yeah. you towards polyamory? Okay, or he, not? Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And uh, if the other girls are as mediocre as the first two, yeah. you're kind of just sacrificing everything just so you can because how you've got to divide your time amongst these yeah. women otherwise it's all just going to crumble down like a jenga pyramid with half the pieces missing mm. no yeah you see you've, you've you've raised an excellent point you've raised an excellent point and i have i have the answer all to right. your question so the thing about momo is okay. that she isn't actually the best girl in the series and he's just said i've won no, by no, default no 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 she's not actually the best girl in the series but yeah she's not she's not actually the best girl in the series there are like 10 other girls who all i'd right. say are better than her okay. but the thing is if you go with her, you don't have to choose between them. You can have all all of the amazing girls. Yeah, sure, there are like two or three who are a bit on the bland side, but you don't have to pay much attention to them. All right. Just give them a bit of lip service every now and then, and the rest, the rest are yours for the taking. And it's all thanks to Momo, your, your wonderful, wonderful night of harem endings. All right, so Noah would classify that as sex trafficking if she'd have you all arrested <laughs> with a big robot, so I think I win this one. <laughs> Fair enough. If you want to be all Puritan, about it i suppose you could say look i i am very in favor of more japanimation projects having polyamorous relationships because if anything it just solves the boy girl girl or girl boy boy conundrum that anime's been in since rumiko takahashi decided yeah i'm gonna make my entire career out of this but with that particular particular methodology even if you're saying oh you get 20 girls at once you've got to divide your time between all of them i would happily do that but here's the thing the initial, this best girl, you're not seeing her nearly as much because you've got to sort of see everyone else at once. How do, because think about the living space that you've got to accommodate for well, this. Think about like the bedroom tax, how many babies are going to have. Like, this is just going to be one like big game of Thrones incest. Well, I mean, the thing, the thing is much like Lum, actually, she's uh, she's the princess of the galaxy. So by marrying her, oh, bloody yeah, hell, here we just... fucking go. The Mr. Royalty here. Exactly. Look, pompous dickhead supporting the bourgeoisie. Look, Noah's a good working woman. She's 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 fighting for the people. She's uh, doing the best of what she has. But Mr. Privilege, over <laughs> look, Jay. The expression is all cops are bastards. Not all cops, except this one cop that I think is pretty cute and isn't even real. She's like in an anime or something. Look, I, I I'll, I'll have you know that my best friend, Big Boy Joe Biddens, doing his best. <laughs> He's right. gonna make anime cops real. Tell you what, tell you what, we'll see at the end of at the end of his term if he's made some proper, you know, effective changes to the system. Maybe I will give this girl a chance. But as is, I'm staying away. I'm staying all away. All right, that, that, that's that's fair enough. Defund to love Rue. That's all. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue. I, with I, it. I think. I think we're in a standstill. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure how to go yeah. for this. Should we? Should we give it half a point each? Yeah. Okay. So half a point. Yeah. So you're at one and a half. I'm one. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. I should also probably mention if you disagree with us, you, you, whatever, we don't care. Mm. <laughs> As if this had concrete rules. No. Double KO! All right. The next matchup, I'm actually quite Ooh. proud of the synergy we have. Yeah, this is interesting. Because we have in the red corner, 
Average high schooler turned black technology secret superweapon Kaname Chidori with her beloved Sosuke Sagaraga and his military paranoid delusional post 9-11 tendencies in the red corner versus the blue corner. So in the blue corner, we have ordinary middle school students yeah. turned domesticator of aliens and protector of Earth, mm. Natsumi Hinata from Sergeant Frog. Now, these girls are actually... The, the similarities are actually... Yeah, I was, I was surprised when you gave that, that description. Like, oh, they, yeah. they, both have, they both have sergeants in their life <laughs> that they love but also despise on a flip of a dime yeah. that actively endangered them, but also they can, uh, can't help but become endeared towards because ultimately these brave men in big robots fight for the protection of innocent lives. You're making me shed a tear for our 2D troops now. Mm. All right, then. Who's oh. going first? All right, so I went first last time. You go first. Now. All right. Okay, <laughs> so Natsumi Hinata. First of all, Jay, to tick a box for you, all she's right. a spunky tomboy. She's sporty. She's athletic. Right. I think she's the, uh, you know, she's the track and field star of her school. But she doesn't let it go to her head. She's also very down to earth. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's a friend to all, except a friend to aliens. She's got no time for aliens. All right. And this is good because in the Sergeant Frog world, you know, Earth is under attack from a bunch of, uh, you know, questionably competent alien frog invaders. <laughs> and uh, basically, if it weren't for her, they would have taken over the world 20, 30 times over. Okay. But she uses, you know, the, uh, the skills that she picked up from being your average middle school girl to basically domesticate the frogs, get them to improve, you know, get, <laughs> get them to deal with the chores and the hoovering and the washing up and in her house, makes a great life for her family. Okay, it's fair enough. And uh, and basically halts their invasion then and there. So, I mean, the only question is, you're either you're either with Natsumi or you're against the Earth. That's my point. Interesting. That's that's very good. Okay, so Full Metal Panic yeah. is innately more grounded than that. It's very domestic conflicts. Mm. It's less intergalactic and more sort of like, what if Al-Qaeda had mechs sometimes? Right. So... With that argument, I'll present the fact that Kaname turned me, a man who does not like the Sundari archetype in the slightest, into an apologist for it. Ooh. Because usually it's like, you touched my shoulder, slap. Kaname's like, so scared you dickhead, you just blew up my locker with C4 because someone put a note in it. This is the second time this week, just let me go to karaoke. So when you say, when you say Sundari, do you basically just mean reacting in a justified way yes. to bad shit that's happened it, it, to her. Here's the thing. She, she like beats like the, our beloved Sosuke Sagaraga with Sagahara. Like, nice. Sosuke. Bloody yeah. Sosuke. There we go. With a fan every time he does something. But it's not because I touched your boob, it's because did you just bring another LMG to school? For fuck's sake, just let me live my life. But despite that, she's still understanding of Sosuke's plight as not only a child soldier, mm. despite being pubescent teenager, she still has time for her friends, she has time for all these stuck-up military types, she's still a free... If anything, she helps Sosuke... Re you'd say that Natsumi sort of, like, makes the frog submit. Yes. As a partner... Kaname helps Sosuke reconnect with his humanity with like little things like fishing. Mm. He like helps, like she takes him to the movies. It just the idea that this man who knows, well, this boy, the 16 year old who knows nothing but guns, 
oil and big robots. The fact that she can quite often literally be his one reason to keep fighting beyond just taking orders really says something about her potential to being in a relationship. And also, she's so dynamic. She works not only in a real robot mecha series, she works in a comedy scary series because Fullmetal Panic for Mofu, she's funny, she's zany, she's incredibly athletic, she likes sprints like 50 miles an hour just to get her homework, does like a somersault into a train, she's incredibly coordinated. So that's that. That's why, like, Konami, best girl in this particular round. All right. I mean... I think, uh... Also, she's closer to being an adult. All right, all right, that was a low blow there. That was a very low blow. All right, if you can, if you can give me a moment, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna get, uh... All right, get up a little website that I like to call, uh, tvtropes.org. Hold on. Oh, Christ, here we fucking go. Right, yeah. See, I'm seeing this page here. It says Mary Sue. Or, or do you, don't do you, you think, fucking don't you fucking fucking start with that? Do you, you think? Do you think that? Do you think that uh, Konami sounds a bit like a bit of a Mary Sue? Here we here we here we go. Because I can you know I can well, considering she I mean here's the thing she doesn't pilot the big robot mm. in the first arc of the show she gets captured because she's like I just wanted to do math today why am I being injected with truth serum you fuckers? Mm. But despite that. She's also, she's, she's, you know, she's not flawless. She's quick to temper sometimes. Well, I mean, the thing is, you, the only times you described her as being quick to temper is when shit like she literally gets C4 get put in her locker to blow it up. You know, I don't think, I don't think being angry with that is, you know, classified as being quick to temper. I think that's quite it's ju- very, justified. It's, it's, very an, it's very anime anger, mm. but also she's a little, you know, she, she, she's, she's not quite prudish, but mm. she, she definitely has the, the anime blushy blushy yeah, feeling. So, so she's chased. Yeah. That's not a flaw. Oh, no, no, she's not a like chased with Konami as a mm, it's a bit up and down. She's nowhere near as horny on main as other mm. full model panic right. girls. But in regards to my counter to Mary Sue is the fact that Konami is kind of the Sundere archetype refined to a science. <laughs> Thus, like after all of the like this this trope that's existed for decades that I have hated yeah. Yeah. with a bitter passion in my heart. The fact that this one character breaks it just by being an actually written human being in exaggerated anime world, I think that's deserving of credit. Whilst Natsumi sounds like, because you also got to think like relationship dynamics yeah, here. Yeah. And Natsumi definitely sounds like you're going to be staying home and making the dinner. You're not like, because if she's so used to running a tight ship yeah. and used to defending the earth so often, do you think she's not going to be a fucking control yeah. freak through every aspect of your existence? That's a good point. That's a good point. But the thing is, who's who's to say that I don't want to be bossed around? Oh, here we who's, go. Who's to say that I don't I don't want... Mister, I want to be stepped on yeah, here. Yeah, Typical yeah. anime fan. Well, you said it, so I didn't have to. There we go. Who's, you know, no. So you want to be stepped on by a 10-year-old. Yeah, so yeah, it's recorded. Just going to put this so, on the internet. No, 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 she's, she's 14. She's yeah. 14. It's okay. It's kosher. God, I fucking hate how this means cannot distinguish between age. Look, look all, all I'm saying is that she runs a tight ship and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a crew member on that tight <laughs> ship. <laughs> you know, her, her house is probably, you know, one of the most 
successful examples of the family unit that we've ever seen in the sense that you know she's even managed to indoctrinate aliens into her and they're flourishing on earth with with her somewhat you know forceful and sometimes aggressive and painful assistant yeah but could that not turn into like a, a dictatorship on a back day like you know what if what if it's that scene from the joker movie joker yeah. and it's not sume and she just shoots sergeant frog in the face the thing is that's happened more than once but because it's a comedy anime he doesn't die <laughs> yeah you, you you know her quite well i can tell um yeah well i mean i suppose there's always a risk that she would yeah, well, uh, one day the, let the power the go to her head what's the risk that just turns into watchman like, <laughs> you know she just like dr manhattan's the entire world because like yeah. the question that is a bit iffy and we've been ignoring yeah. that best girl brawl is are the are we in the world of these women yeah. or are they in our world mm, that's a and good it's more interesting to be in their world yeah. because konami's just a normal japanese high schooler mm. if we bring her into like most of these like aisha is just a cat <laughs> if we bring her into this world okay let me i think all, all i can say is you've, you've raised a valid concern here. Right. She may well, she may well go nuts at some point and uh, basically become. So a she's also fourteen and she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, she, I think she handles it quite well considering she is fourteen. But yeah, all I'm saying is, if that does happen and she does go nuts and shoot me at the faces in the face at some point, we would have had a good run. It would have been worth it. It's all right. Whereas this girl, Kaname, I can't even put goddamn C4 in her locker without her getting pissed at me. What a bitch. <laughs> no. I I think I think I I think you've got this one. This this Konami sounds like a hell of a gal. Like here's the thing, you've done a very valiant effort <laughs> arguing for Natsumi, but ultimately I've just have to pull I have to pull the Aussiest Matt Mondiest card. Yeah. Where, where like, like she's probably a very benevolent dictator, but that dictator is just in bold capital letters <laughs> in neon sign. So yeah, okay, so one point to me. So we're on equal footing now. Yes. The truth is. When I really think about it, I feel safest with you. <laughs> I think I'm actually getting the hang of this. Okay, we're all done. We're taking him the gold here. So, this is the most tenuous bullshit link <laughs> I have in this. The only link oh, between yeah. these two characters is they've got big 90s anime noses. All right, in the red corner. Okay, we have from the 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 god of uh, love and culture himself, Shoji Kawamori, a girl who has the ability to control fate with a pendant and some uh, tarot cards, who whisked away to a magic world who is full of like wonder and empathy and curiosity, and is in one of the free good isekai anime that exists. Hitomi Kani, the generous, the, the visual. <laughs> Look. Dot hack has half a point. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Hitomi Kanzaki from The Vision of Escaflone. And in the blue corner, Victor, my friend. Ah, we have the Mahjong Millennial herself. Fuck, that's a good title. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, do I, do I win based on alliteration alone? Please don't. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> We've got none other than uh, Mamiya from the manga Yamima no Mamiya. You're going to have to do a hell of a lot of explaining for because, you know, like, mine's an older show. Yeah. But yours is a manga with two volumes out yeah. in English. The uh, one and a half. One. It also, it's based on Mahjong. Best mm. of luck in regards to like I started last time, so yeah. you start this. So time. Let, me, let me just catapult from what you said onto my first point. 
you know, you say, oh, she's only been in a manga with, you know, one and a half translated volumes. I know that, like, that's not me criticizing you. That's like, you're going to have to explain for the yeah. of our audience so they know what the hell oh, you're yeah. talking about. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm, gl- I'm just saying, I'm glad you brought that up because the point is that that's all she needs to be lovable. <laughs> she was, I, you know, I was, I was head over heels from the first chapter she appeared in, which isn't even until like the third chapter of the manga, for God's sake. You know, she, she's on, on screen for like two panels and then already <laughs> she's perfection. All perfection right. incarnate. So yeah, to, to give to give the background that uh, that as Jay's me some Mamiya. All right, so so basically, um, Mamiya is the um, successor to an old um, an old mahjong legend uh, named Akagi. He has his own series called Akagi, and it ends basically with him traveling to Hawaii to work on his golf swing, and he abandons the Mahjong world from then onwards. And so the Mahjong world is, uh, you know... Discard one tile, two more grow in its place. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That should be the tagline. So years pass, years pass with this Mahjong legend, God knows where, probably getting really, really fucking good at golf. Um, And then people start noticing that uh, there's this this girl who sometimes appears in uh, underground Mahjong games, and she's pretty damn good. She plays almost as well as uh, this uh, this old Mahjong genius who's uh, not been seen for years and years. And uh, it turns out that uh, she's inherited his Mahjong will, his Mahjong power. But the thing is, she's not, you know, she's not the kind of person you would expect to be some uh, Mahjong genius taking down big boy Yakuza rep players at this, uh, this ancient game of tradition. She's just some bratty millennial. And that's what makes her, that's what makes her cool. Not only is she... Uh, she distracts everyone with her TikToks. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm too busy making avocado toast and not buying a house. <laughs> These old Yakuza men, they just, they, just, they just can't complete it. <laughs> Contemplate, there we go. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm tired. My, uh, my argument for Mamiya is a fairly, it's a fairly basic one. There's not much nuance to it. All I'm saying is... You're doing a good job considering there's probably less than 100 pages of her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm working with what I have, all right? But all I'm saying is that she's a little trash goblin. She's a little... (laughs) She's a little... uh, Little little, little Zuma friend, you know, she's... (laughs) She's a... I'm sorry, I've just killed Jay. <laughs> this was your plan all along. Yeah. I'm unable to continue. You've won by the <laughs> All right, Jay's been resuscitated, so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. So basically, Mamiya's strength is that she's down to earth. Okay. She's she's, you know, your typical millennial. She's addicted to her phone. She she shows up late to important mahjong matches because I, I was joking. Is this actually her character? Yes, it is. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and so, so you know, she's, she's vulnerable. Well, she's not vulnerable. She's, she's relatable in that way. You can imagine a relationship with her where the two of you would just sit down, you know, you'd, you'd veg out for a couple of days, you'd binge some Netflix show, and you'd eat disgusting junk food for two or three days. And she'd be fine with that. She'd fucking love it. And that is, that's the ideal, the ideal okay. relationship. Okay, that, that's fair enough. So what you're saying is that she's good Umaru. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's Umaru, but she's a full-grown woman and not a horrible little hamster that I want to step on. <laughs> but yeah, so, but all I, all I want to add to that is that she's that, but she's also a fucking Mahjong legend who is, you know, she's, in, she's empowering the younger generation against, you know, the, uh, the, the old guard of Mahjong who are using their underhanded, you know, tactics. Yeah. 
I can't wait for like Apple to release Mahjong Go. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Mahjong. I'll, 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 if I'll we can get the youth to Mahjong Go to the polls, we can change this great nation for the better. Just wait until they make the sequel based on another popular Japanese board game and make Go Go. Uh. <laughs> Maka go go, maka go go, maka go go go. But no, so she's she's not only not only is she a filthy little trash trash goblin, but she's also a millennial icon who's sticking it to the uh, to the disgusting boomer establishment. All right, all right, all right, cocking boomers. We we do support that here at the Grugamash podcast. But all right, so you're saying that she's pretty lucky. I am. She's she's pretty skilled, but yeah. can she literally control fate itself? All right, you may have me there. Okay, so the way that Hitomi is a track runner in high school, she wants to confess her love to her uh, childhood crush Amino, and uh, in the first episode of Escaflone, uh, he's just about to transfer out, but she catches him reminiscing at the track late at night, and he says. If you can reach me, you can sprint this far before this pendant uh, reaches 10 swings. And she's like, if I can do that, I'm going to kiss you. And so they do that. It's this heartwarming, like emotional slow motion running scene. Then a dragon comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, the, you know the, during the 90s, what really crashed the economy in, in Japan is like they just had so many dragons moving around. They had to move all the four, uh, the funds to the JSDS so they could just like build mecha dragons <laughs> to, to counter oh, them. Tough times. So she's whisked to Gaia, an entire new plane of fantasy isekai adventure, and she now has to deal with the knowledge that she has an ancient power that can that through tarot cards and her grandmother's pendant, she can now subconsciously control fate. Mm-hmm. And considering she's in this medieval fantasy world with big mechs, cat ladies, and just lots of bloodshed she takes it quite well all things considered she's very empathic she's uh smitten for a couple of boys in this like good fantasy uh sword swinging lands but she's always kind not flawless she does get quite jealous and because she's a teenage girl of course you're always gonna misunderstand things when it comes to like love and loss but despite that she literally plays a part in defying destiny being controlled by magical wizards just for the sake of the boy she loves and i think with that in mind also got a quality 90s nose which is the reason she was put against Mamiya. And as much I've as seen that knows it is as much as much as Mamiya is the relatable trash goblin of our generation, Hitomi is eternal. Hitomi is through rejecting destiny, which is a big theme in Escaflone. Mm. She carves a better, more mature path for both her and this world that she doesn't even belong to as well as thinking about her own world. She kind of does the impossible in isekai stories, and that's actually make you care about both ends of, like, the timey-wimey dimension spectrum, as opposed to, well, I don't have to pay rent anymore. Elf girls, take me away. All right, all right. That was a pretty glorious speech. First of all, I want to ask, is she, is she like, uh, you know, does she have godlike powers in the same not necessarily she, she's not like a she's not a horror yeah, I, I was just wondering if she should have been included in that debate no she's she's not a motto right, right specifically because margaritica is conscious like manipulating fate mm. is not the same as sort of clicking your fingers and yeah. changing the universe it's more sort of like 
subconsciously through heart and mind changing possible outcomes of events. Mm. So it's literally sort of like tarot card. Ter- imagine if tarot carding card reading is actually like fucking men. Yeah, I get you. I see. Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you made a, made a very. Also, she got jumps. She jumps like like a fifty foot gorge at one point, just because she's good at track. Okay, you win. All you need to do is she's not skipping leg day. <laughs> All right, if she can jump high, then I'm sold. But no, I mean, you make you make this big deal of how she she cares about she cares about this world that she's been transported to, okay. and she cares she cares about you know right. the world that she came from as well. And you right. think well, that's right. this beautiful that's thing? This beautiful thing. thing. You're, gonna, you're gonna argue she can't play mahjong, and I have no proof to say that she can. So you know what? That's a fair right, excellent. No, I mean that's that that's definitely one one major thing like for a start you know why does she 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 would be so good at it because she could use her tarot reading thingamajiggy fates deciding powers whatever she could predict people's hands it would be the easiest shit it was 1996. She was too busy with tamagotchi or whatever all right i can understand that does she at least have a bitch in tamagotchi i Tamagotchis are never mentioned throughout the the point of Escaflone. I'm just well, that's just shattered my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> just guessing what was popular in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tamagotchis and Seinfeld, I think, are the two two big ones. Kramer, I can't seem to get my Tamagotchi working. It keeps eating its own poop. Jerry, did you press the button? Of course, I pressed the button. Elaine, Jerry can't get his Tamagotchi. What do you mean you can't get your Tamagotchi work? I said I can't get it to oh, work. I love that episode. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all, all I'm saying is, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's all well and good that she she tries to do what's best for this yeah. isekai world and for her own world, but it's a bit wishy-washy. Can she not just pick a side? I don't like indecisive girls, and that all sounds right. pretty indecisive. All right, that's fair enough. When you got when you got like the whole universe possibly in in, in your little pendant, you're yeah. gonna be a little wishy-washy in that regard. Mm-hmm. But you're arguing that like you know, mommy is very yeah. lax, so is yeah. she very decisive? Um. Would she not just get bored of you? Well, I mean, I I think if I could keep up with her in Mahjong, which I couldn't, then um, then she would be all over Strong me. Argument. Strong argument, bold yeah, stance. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Mamiya okay. is my inspiration, my muse for me to okay. get better at Mahjong, because if if someday I can attain her level of skill, then I'll be a worthy opponent and a worthy partner. Oh, interesting, interesting. And Hitomi is more sort of like an ethereal concept. Like she she is she is your true love. Yeah. She is your sort of like high school sweetheart, heart of gold, mm-hmm. like feet, heart of gold, feet, feet of clay. Yeah. So it really depends. I think in the first inaugural episode of Best Girl Brawl, I think I'm going to give oh. you this one. Actually, no, can I, can I do, can I have one final point? By all means, by yeah. all means, because so, I think you've argued for more of a contemporary modern relationship. Yeah. I'm arguing for a con- like something that's a wonderful, sweet idea, but something that doesn't really. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's basically what I was going to say. You know, you've you've described this. She sounds absolutely wonderful. She sounds incredible. But it's, incredible. But it's very fairy tale, and that's whole. Well, yeah, that's I the think whole it's point. just that I don't. I I wouldn't feel like I was good enough for her. Whereas Mamiya, Mahjong aside, I I would feel like I could have. She's a, she's a garbage. Yeah, exactly. Garbage. I could I could have a chill relationship yeah. with her. We we'd have lots of you know things in common because we're both lazy little shit. We'd, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd chill, eat, eat hot chips, uh, fucking twerk and lie, whatever that, whatever that fucking expression is. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what? No, 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 you can't just drop that on me. What are you trying to explore um, what's here? It, what's it, um, mil- like, millennial girls don't, or, no, uh, no, what, uh, no, what is it? No, you were going to explain memes on the Guru Gamesh yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We don't do that, we make memes all right, here. All right, all right, all right. All I'm saying is that Mamiya would be very into tritold internet memes. 
ones. Or not try, not try old ones, but you know, whatever the hottest new one is. That, She'd be like if like that, if that loses points for me though, because all memes are terrible. Thus by the, law, the, the by the law of internet memes, they're they're bad within a week. But what about the ones that we make? Are they different? Well, yeah, we are the first anime podcast to ever exist, thus meaning ah, that whatever we say here will be classic for decades to come. That's a good point. That does give us leeway. My dad works for anime, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, all, all, all I can say is my final point is, yeah, Ma- Marmia is a person I could see either one of us having a relationship with, whereas if I was with, if I, if I was with this girl, I would, I would not feel like I was good enough. I would develop a massive inferiority complex and probably have to end it of my own volition. All right, that's fair. Like, I, my, my one last counter is the fact that because she's so sweet and humble though those would be consoled but i think in regards to like our audience specifically <laughs> the audience of the grugamesh oh, podcast so no, no, we don't think very highly of them but we don't think very highly of ourselves either so. i'm the one who listens to this the most so if anything i'm just backhandingly complimenting myself so i think with two and a half points victor you're the oh, first winner oh, of best girl thank you. i must say you were a very worthy adversary your, there we go. Your, your uh, arguments were were salient. They were. I think they were much more emotionally charged than mine. And look, this is all. This is this is all, this is all I have. <laughs> this podcast is my entire life. I don't put effort into this. What <laughs> am I? Just like a walking mess of anime no, no, knowledge. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. They, you, your waifus wouldn't like to hear that. Your waifus love you. <laughs> And I think that's the best note we can end on. So in the longest episode of the Grugamish podcast so far, thank you very much for tuning into the first episode of Best Girl Brawl, our new side series where we decide who is the best in a brawl between two fictional Japanimation women that we'd like to hold hands with. Rate and review us on all podcasting apps and wherever you get your listening goodness. And remember, I love sushi, I love Japan, but I love you more for staying a fan. Grugamish. Grugamish. Too late to give you back My receipt is gone And I'm starting to look back at everything that's going wrong Know how I used to long To hold you in my hands Such a shame it took six weeks shipping directly from Japan not gonna lie, you were kawaii, but now your paint job's chipped away. Rioma away blues, my plastic wife. Your shining gloss once put my family in strife. For what I owe to you, I swear I could die. Body pillows I left hanging dry Oh darling, we're a mess Listening to Garuga Mesh